So, uh, are you a labyrinth or a dark crystal man? Is there oh, such a thing? Do you have whiz. to choose? I don't know if you have to choose. I don't think. I don't think anybody said you have to choose. If I mean, geez, labyrinth is a little more fun. I think I always leaned a little more. Yeah. Like it was more uh, rewatchable. They were both really good, but I think I've probably seen Labyrinth more times. Yeah. Maybe because there's fart noises in it. I don't know. That could be... <laughs> trying to think if there are fart it. noises. Some of Jennifer the, Connelly's in it, too. That didn't hurt. Some of the Skeksis are a kid. Pretty, pretty gross, so... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I never thought the Skeksis seemed very intimidating, though. No? Even as a kid, yeah. No, the the, the giant beetle things, those were scary. Those were, those yeah, were those scary. those were scary as a kid. Um... The part where the it's like early on where the Skeksis are trying to establish who the new emperor is, but the like ancient dying emperor who's freaking out because they're trying to touch his staff always was. I think that that freaked me out as a kid and like him. I think he like when he dies, he like crackles and turns to dust. Yeah, see, that's why he wasn't very intimidating to me. They're they're they seemed really fragile. That scene was always very uh, Pirates of the Caribbean to me. You know, like he's laying in the bed. It was kind of like in the, in the ride when you see the skeleton laying yeah. in the bed. Yeah. That didn't scare you either? No, did, not really. Did anything <laughs> on Pirates of the Caribbean scare you? Did it, I don't anything think so. Anything on the Haunted Mansion? Did anything? Not off the top. Maybe it, it was a little intimidating. I remember as a kid, I was a little intimidated when you see that first skeleton that starts talking to you. Right after you go uh, by the Blue Bayou restaurant. Yes. Right yes. right, right before the drop. I Have remember being a little nervous. Bayou? Like, what's going to ha- Yeah, I've eaten at the Blue Bayou. Is it good? It's okay. It's pretty expensive, but it's it's good food. It's not anything Do like amazing. Do you find that the smell from Pirates of the Caribbean helps with the uh, ambiance? Yeah, actually it does. And just watching people go by, it's kind of... It's kind of a weird thing, but it's kind of cool, too. I haven't been to Disneyland enough times to really be able to have it be kind of visceral for me. But I do know, <laughs> I do know people who talk about, like, the smell of Pirates of the Caribbean feels like home to them, kind of. It's a Yeah, when you walk in, it's kind of a chlorine, feeling. but you also kind of get, like, the smell of old animatronics and old wood and maybe a little bit of mildew. That's kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, cuz they have gears and like hydraulic fluid and stuff like that. There's okay. it's kind of a mixture of smells. No, I mean, I, I hadn't really thought about it much. I just, uh, you know, that just uh, made me think about, you know, the, the Blue Bayou. Is it the Blue Bayou? Is that what it's called? Yeah, the Blue Bayou. Okay. I'm uh, going back one day. Come what may. <laughs> I, I was Blue just Bayou. thinking about like eating there with that smell of that, you know, some some people I know really like that. I remember as a kid, my parents took us there. I think we went, this was back in the days when you went to Disneyland for one day. You know what I mean? Like my kids got a little spoiled because we would buy like a year round pass. Oh yeah. And we would try to fit, uh, we would go say uh, like late April the first year. And the second year we'd go back kind of early March and we'd kind of get two uh, different vacations out of the one yearly pass so we would go for like five to seven days sometimes but when i was a kid we went for like one day and i remember i, I the the uh it was uh squash and zucchini was really good when i was a kid i was like this huh. is great this is the best thing i like vegetables now <laughs> it took disneyland to get me to like vegetables apparently when you went to disneyland for the first time do you remember what the big attraction like was anything new at that point the first time that I remember going, I, I mean, I have pictures of when I was like really young, but the first time I remember going, I was 10 and that's when Star Tours was brand new. Same thing with me. I got like Star Tours and I think Captain EO were really. Yeah. Captain EO time. was pretty new too. Cause uh, I remember my brother got like a, it was a Captain EO. I think it was a Hooter stuffed animal. Oh, okay. You know, Hooter. For a minute, I had to, I had to plumb the depths of uh, Cap Neo. And I was like, <laughs> he, he got a Hooters. I'm like, what? You got Cap Neo merchandise at Hooters? It was the <laughs> the uh, elephant looking dude. Yeah. And I got, I got a few things that, like, uh, I got a trucker hat, but back then it was just called a hat. <laughs> this, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It said, 10th uh, anniversary of Star Wars. Because it was eighty seven when when oh, yeah? when I went, so it was seventy seven to eighty seven, and then there was like I think I got a couple pins or something like that. That's cool. Commemorating the the opening of Star Tours, it was pretty cool. It it was an it was a neat time. It sure was. I remember getting car sick on it too. I still do to this day. I get a little 
uh, a little woozy when, when I write Star Tours. I have to write at the back. Well, the yeah, cast they, member gave me that tip. He's like, write at the back if you they, get car sick. They have the updated one now. Yeah, I know. Like, uh, C-3PO drives instead of the... what? His driving what is no the, better. Oh, it was Max. Everybody? Was it Max or something like that? Could not tell you for the. I want to say it was Max. He, I. Think, it was voiced by Paul Rubens. I do remember I that. I think that he's like a DJ at a bar in, in the Galaxy's Edge now. I thought. I, I think heard so. That. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what a what an interesting and unique thing Captain EO was. I mean, I was I, so bummed when they replaced it with. Honey, yeah, I shrunk honey, the I audience. Shrunk the audience. Yeah. That was kind of fun, actually. I remember seeing that when the f- when we first started taking our kids to Disneyland, and then after Michael Jackson died, they brought Captain EO back. Yeah, and everybody was all pumped up, and I went in and watched it, and I was like, "Yeah, that's about what I remembered." I think I would be, <laughs> I would still be eternally charmed by it. Even, I think the song at the very end is very catchy. Do you know the stuff about the Doug Benson's in it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've heard him say that before. <laughs> but, I mean, it's not terrible for what it was. It was fine. It was just the, like, they make you watch this movie before you go, and it was the minds of Michael Jackson, yeah. George Lucas, and uh, oh, who was it? Uh, not, who was the, the Godfather guy? Gosh, damn Francis it. Ford Coppola? Yeah, Francis Ford Coppola, <laughs> yeah, bring you right. Captain EO. And then it's like, a bunch of dancers with like haircuts like it's they were just, they were in gym a, in the holograms or something like it's that. just such a weird thing and that's why I, nothing against honey honey i we shrunk the audience or whatever but i mean it was a it was like an audience experience they talked and stuff like that it's like something about captain neil is is just like that like bringing in francis ford coppola to direct a ride <laughs> and george lucas to be in on a ride and it's just this such a weird like just like the the Moonwalker movie, how right. weird! Like Joe Pesci's in that. <laughs> it's such a weird thing, and I have a very soft spot in my heart for weird things like that. It was odd. It was a, it was weird that it was a trash planet, which was funny because their their uh, spaceship was pretty trashed. It was just garbage trash everywhere. Plan- were trash planets big in the eighties? Because there was a trash planet in the Transformers movie. Yeah, I mean they must have been. Every, I guess we were conscious about our trash. More than we are now. I don't know. That was that was even before we knew it was ended up up like uh, turtles' noses and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, One of my favorite Disneyland memories is this is when I was taking my kids, and it was when they were doing Fantasmic uh, on like Tom Sawyer's Island. Yeah, and right after that got out because we were sitting right outside of um, the Pirates of the Caribbean. This is what what triggered this memory. And uh, everybody was leaving. As soon as the fireworks were over, everybody's leaving. But there's still technically like an hour before the park closes. So we went and got on Pirates of the Caribbean. There was no line. We like walked straight up, got on our own boat. Nobody else on the ride that you could see like looking forward or behind. There was nobody else there. And because there was, I I guess because all the boats were in there or they were super light. I don't know what the deal was, but it took us about 38 minutes to get through the ride. Like wow. we were hearing things loop through like twice to three times. Sometimes huh. it was really cool. Actually, some people might say that's a nightmare. I'm kind of a, a Disney nerd like that. Yeah, and the, I really enjoyed it. It was everyone, cool. The nightmare is the um, small world. You get stuck on that. Yeah, that would have. I mean, I don't hate it's a small world like some people do, but I wouldn't want to be on it for a half an hour. Yeah. I think um, I had gone once where the logs got jammed up pretty good on uh, on Splash Mountain. We were on there for a while, which on a summer day, that's that's a good deal. Yeah, you're inside. It's it's dark. We got stuck right where the America Sings riverboat scene is. So all the animals are dancing and singing at the very end. Yeah. And they had to have people come in, like escort us out. So <laughs> we had to climb like out of the boat. This is kind of... We were kind of like, you know, where Br'er Rabbit is, uh, God, what is he doing? I think he catches Br'er Fox and Br'er Bear and they're hanging above like an alligator or something, something like that. Like they're, that, they're yeah. tied up. I can't remember exactly, but that's right about where we had to step out and then we got to walk through the rest of the ride. It was were pretty telling, cool. Was this what you were telling me last week or was that someone else that told me? 
that they hadn't experienced. It was really surreal of having to be let out behind all the machinery and stuff. I don't know. I, I know I didn't tell you last a, week. A common story that some people have is getting stuck on a ride and having to be let out. My son went on the Matterhorn. He he was just on with strangers, and he had to. He got stuck at the very top, and had to walk all the way down next to the abominable snowman. I think he walked past it a few times, like because there's a couple of them. And I was, I'm, I still this day, I'm a little bit jealous. Like, oh man, I wish I'd have gone on that with you. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, uh, here's a little, just a, a brief pathway. When I was a little kid, I, I think I've told you before, I was a little bit of a, I don't know about this guy yeah. kind of kid. <laughs> and in the, in the 80s, I didn't, I, I heard these fantastical tales of what a, what, what these rides were. And I think it was even for school, I I had to like draw pictures for like a summer vacation thing. And I drew a picture of what I thought the Matterhorn looked like. <laughs> I was, I was scared of what was, what the abominable snowman was going to be because right. I just had no frame of reference. And in my stupid, I don't know, guys, head, <laughs> I had it built up like, oh dude, it's going to be way scary. It's, it, you know, you're going to be freaked out. And I think the first time on the Matterhorn, I didn't even look at it. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I always try to get a picture on my phone, but it's going too fast. Yeah. I want to go on. Uh, is it something Everest? I mean, this is Escape uh, from Everest or something like that forever. in Disney is, World. Is is Matterhorn still up? Yeah, it's okay. still there. I, I mean, you say yeah, but I mean, they they take out rides here and no, there. No, you're right. You're right. But it, I mean, it's a big ride. Of it's all the rides, a, it's the mountain. I'm, of all, or, or at least that they haven't just like shut it down and all of a sudden right. now it's a, you know. A, I don't know. It's some movie that it's now with Frozen, the Matterhorn. You know, you say that jokingly, but I could see that happening. Actually. Yeah, that's why. I, at first, I'm thinking like, all right, what is that's the, a natural well, yeah, tie? The Frozen, they, I'm kind of, honestly, I'm, what has what has stopped them? If they take out the the abominable snowman, and now it's it's just it's, it's just what, somebody, someone singing the Let little it go, snowman and guy. Like, no, we're done, please. It's a little Josh Gad snowman. I can't even remember his name. It was just Olaf. Olaf, that's it. You just see Olaf there. But yeah, the Matterhorn, it, it still throws you around as much as it ever did. Yeah, It's a painful ride, especially like, I mean, the last time I went, I was still in my 30s. And I remember walking away from that going, oh, that was... Uh that was hard work. <laughs> you say you say your thirties like that was a long. That was two years ago. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like a long time ago when you get into your forties. Like boy, my thirties. Like oh wait, my thirties was you know three years ago at this point. <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm almost forty two. Yeah. Well, um, so we established not afraid of Pirates of the Caribbean, not afraid no. of the Haunted Mansion, no, afraid of Dracula is cast. I was a little bit afraid of the Haunted Mansion. Yeah. Yeah. As a kid, heck yeah. Yeah. Cause you never know. I mean, the ghosts when they like the first time uh, when you when you ride it and you see a ghost sitting next to you, that's a little unnerving when you're a little kid. I'm trying to think if there's anything I really because it's it, you know the the <laughs> the abominable snowman freaked me out. I don't remember the haunted mansion like me even being worried about that. And this is also again, I don't know, guys. Dracula's castle at Lagoon. Oh uh, yeah, Utah favorite. The, the terror ride. Oh, forget about it. I was always told the uh, teenagers would sneak out of the cars on like Dracula's Castle or the terror ride, which were were uh, scary dark rides here, and they would like jump in your car and like beat you up. So that's what I was afraid of. <laughs> I wasn't afraid. I wasn't afraid of the Damn, the special Ogden effects or anything. Yeah, I, I, I legitimately thought that teenagers would sneak out of their car and then just like beat up kids that were riding by themselves or with if you know no adult supervision so i was afraid of getting beat up more than anything so when something actually jumped out at you i'd get that jump scare like oh no i'm gonna i'm gonna die right here (laughs) they're gonna get me it's not a monster it's a teenager Uh, it's a sophomore Ah! (laughs) (laughs) how long has it been since you've been to lagoon Oh geez, probably ten years. Oh okay, so you're in the same. It's been place. a long I time. Like, I was wondering, is is Dracula's castle still there? I don't, I don't know. know. Terror ride, I think, is still there, but they took that that like metal, that sweet metal uh, mural out of the front of it for, excuse me, for some reason. I don't even remember. They just had like a on the terror ride. They had like a big mural of like horrific stuff. Oh really? Too scary. The, I, on a ride guess. called the Terror Ride. I guess. Hey. 
hey, look, I, I'm telling you, I think it should have been there. I was freaked out by it, but hey, I want people to have that experience. I always thought that the, you know, like the folklore of things, like I always heard this story about uh, a dad and son that were on the, the wild mouse. And wild mouse is something that lots of amusement parks around the country and world have a wild mouse. But I always heard about this one where the car came off the tracks That's and they plummeted to their it death. felt like that freaking car. I hated the wild mouse right. because it feels so much like that car is going to fall off. Oh, every time. Every time you go and around a turn, you're like, memory, this is it? In my memory, that thing is made out of like piano wire. It is so flimsy. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, I know they upgraded it a few years back. It was probably 15 years. But before that, yeah, it was pretty sketchy. It was like a Carney's built it for the weekend. <laughs> Some of the rides, they're like the, the magic carpet was something that... It's like a a lot of Lagoon's rides kind of in our era felt like the big brother of carnival rides. A little like, bit, yeah. This is something you would see, like the magic carpet is something you will see at the carnival, but it'll <laughs> only seat like 12 people at a time. There's one called the Tidal Wave, and it's essentially, it's a pirate ship, and oh, people yeah. sit on each side, and then it swings back and forth like a pendulum. And the thing that scared me about that is somebody barfing. And then you swinging like right into their barf. Here. Yes. And then on the way back up, it gets you. And I've heard people all talk about, you know, that it happened to them. And I was always afraid like this. Please don't barf. Nobody barf. Nobody barf. You ever barfed on a ride? No, but a one time I barfed after a ride. That's, I got it, really, really sick. It was just a uh, guy. I don't think, I think I barfed after the, 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 the damn Gravitron. I don't even remember which one the that Gravitron in, was. <clears throat> did they do the Gravitron in Stranger Things? Was there a Gravitron? Maybe. Scene? I don't know. I the one, the one that made me sick, there's the one, you get in these so little much. pods and it's, it's uh, they're supposed to be like little spaceships and it starts spinning and then it lifts up off the ground and you continue spinning and now you're spinning up and down instead of side to side. So this isn't the that made me the Rolo planes, is it? No. No, it, that made me a little sick. And then I got on just the, I don't even know what the name of this ride is, but every every park has it, it where you sit in this little half shell thing and it kind of spins around in circles and it spins every which way. And it, like the the entire platform <laughs> moves and then the little, the little circle you're on starts spinning around too. It feels too. like that description and, could be applied to several carnival type Yeah, rides. I'm not describing this very good, but uh, I, I, th- I threw up right after that ride, and it was yeah. neon green. I do remember awesome. that. It was at a school trip. A lot of girls saw me do it. Ghostbusters High C or something like that? Yes, girls that I had a crush on saw me barf. Oh. This is like eighth grade, something like that. Well, <laughs> yeah, it happens to I didn't things. marry any of those girls. <laughs> <laughs> Suffice it to say, but we were Boy, talking about a the... real weird thing to reveal the penny on this episode. Is, <laughs> by the way, I've been married to one of those girls for the past. Uh, you know, yeah, we got married uh, when we were thirteen. <laughs> Didn't take. Uh, we were talking about Dark Crystal. <laughs> yeah, and, well, and Labyrinth. I don't even know how we got there, but uh, well, I, it was a nice little trip down I memory was, lane. I was positing whether or not a person could be a Dark Crystal or a Labyrinth person, but really, I mean, you, at that point, you you can throw in Never Ending Story and any number of other. Kind I do like of both of them better than Never Ending Story. I saw a meme going around, and it was a kid at like a Dragon Con or something like that, and he had a horse's head. And he would place it on the ground, and he was dressed up as a Treyu. As a Treyu. Yeah, so like <laughs> like the horse was sinking into the ground. That's, God. It's pretty funny. Uh, okay, <laughs> another question. We're never going to get back to Dark Crystal, by the All way. Right. Another question. Intricate, like... Uh, this episode is quicksand. <laughs> like um, cosplays that require a performance. How you feel about it? I think, I mean hats off to you if that's what you want to do i've seen like i think i would get tired of doing it <laughs> i've seen like uh guys dressed up as uh characters from dark souls and then they'll go up to fight people and this isn't going to necessarily make sense to you but dress dress up as characters from the game dark souls and then they'll walk up and try to get people to fight them and then when they try and find them, they just start doing fat rolls or like rolling on the ground around them which is <laughs> a that game thing I've seen that like, seems uh, like like in a super crowded convention that seems probably a bad idea well and similarly <laughs> I've, i saw uh, a lot of uh gifts of some guy had dressed up as luigi on and got on a little cart oh really and so you'd have like two cosplayer people like kind of just hanging out and talking 
and the Luigi guy would drive by and throw a blue, huck a blue shell at him. <laughs> I mean, that's funny. Yeah. My favorites are like when an entire family puts something together. That's yeah. usually pretty fun. Or like there was one time, it was right after Guardians came out, and there was a, a person dressed as Groot. Yeah, and it was really good. I, and there was glowy lights all around. I saw some dude with a really big uh, uh, Thanos. I had to think about it for a second. Time. <laughs> I, so it, 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 let's, Travis, they're not wearing me down, are they? Mm. I'm still going to stay with what the truth is. Oh, you mean about Thanos' name? Yeah. So <laughs> it was a guy dressed in a big Thanos costume, and his girl was dressed as the little, little kid Gamora. Oh, really? Yeah, you see stuff like that. Yeah, no, that's, that, that kind cute. of stuff's fun. I saw a kid, <laughs> some kid looked like he was maybe four or five. Uh, someone had made him a really, really, really intricate, like, Logan costume. <laughs> like, with the chops and everything. I like when people are creative, like, uh, when you see somebody that's cosplaying in a wheelchair. And you see something really, like, like I yeah. saw one where I think they were a, they had a land speeder, so they were dressed up like Luke driving the land speeder. Stuff like that's pretty cool, too. Um, uh, one of my favorite ones, some guy cosplayed as, uh, from the opening credits of Cheers, <laughs> he, he cosplayed as one of the characters, uh, it's hard to describe, if you've seen the opening of Cheers, you're gonna yeah. know that at one point there's just a guy holding, I'm gonna I know exactly, well, just by the face, I know so exactly the, the guy. Mug. He uh-huh. had the mug, and he had a little, a little piece <laughs> of, like, plastic, uh, like, screen that had, like, credits in right. the font from Cheers on it, so he could... <laughs> Hold it up like that. James Burroughs. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> was it? Exactly, yes. I'm pretty sure that was it. But uh, I'm, I'm going to look up. Go ahead, and, go ahead and try to get back to Dark try Crystal. Try to get back to Dark can. Crystal. I'm going to see if I can find that Cheers cosplay. I did at the Wizarding Days up in Logan. I did a, a Dark Crystal panel. So I had just watched it, the movie, like, I don't know what, month and a half ago. And it still holds up. It's really good. I haven't watched any of the Netflix series yet. But I'm really looking for. I've seen the trailers, and you told me that they're hour long episodes, yes. which blows my I mind. I watched two. I thought they were going to be like thirty existence. minutes. I, I mean, yeah, that's what I thought. An hour is a lot, so that means there's ten hours uh, of the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance, which is pretty amazing and spectacular. So hopefully, when we get to the end of it, it really lives up to it. I have, that's a lot of work by a lot of people. Uh, I watched two episodes of it, and I gotta say, I'm really impressed with it. Um, I guess I don't know what I, I don't know what I thought it was going to be. Are there any fart stones? Uh, no fart stones. There. No fart stones. The uh, the Skeksis get pretty gross. Oh really? There is a when they eat, it's pretty nasty in the movie. I haven't really seen that, but there is a Skeksy whose whole thing is that she has. A bunch of boils on her nose, and she's there's a like, female Skeksy, yes. And she's like, Sexy she Skeksy, no, 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 not sexy Skeksy. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't think of a good one to, um, but she has like big boils on her nose, and she'll dab at it with a handkerchief, and it's all like, <laughs> like sticky and grody. Ugh. yeah. But I can uh, just imagine. Uh, do they pop and stuff? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like oh, yeah. she'll she'll dab out and a big like glob of it comes off with it, and so it trails like a booger or something. Yeah, oh, very much wow. so. It's uh, it's gnarly. That's kind of impressive, actually, to put that thought into it. Oh, I mean, so there at the end of the most recent episode I watched, there is a uh, there is a Skeksis punishment. Like I I think you recall when the. Uh, when the Chamberlain gets punished in the movie again, yeah, another they thing start that stripping his robes off. As a of him. kid, as a kid, like uh, he is so panicked that uh, like it freaked me out as a kid. I just remember I was like, "Oh, he looks like Gonzo now." Yeah, yeah, he did kind of <laughs> look like Gonzo, but uh, they have a Skeksy punishment at the end of uh, one of the episodes that's pretty gnarly, you know. So I mean, it's still. It still has a, a pretty dark tone to it, which is, mm. I mean, what you want. I mean, it was a dark movie. It really was. But uh, also, <clears throat> I again, I guess I don't know what I was expecting, but it's like Lord of the Rings level, like world building. That's cool. Of you know, bunches of different kind of <clears throat> uh, races or kind of clans of Gelflings, uh, deep lore on Olgra 
fairly deep lore on the Skeksis. Um, it's it feels very well thought out. Are there new creatures in the background? I I remember seeing a lot of like the land striders and things like that. In, yeah. In so the far, trailer, like the so. more sentient creatures, there's not necessarily anything new that way. But like, you know, wild animals. There's some new neat stuff and nice. some sparing use of CG that. Uh, it, it's really well shot, really well, like the camera works really good. And it was done by Jim Henson's Creature Shop, right? Yes. So I wonder, I'm hoping this will lead to more, you know, puppeteering in, in the future. Well, what we were, oh boy, and like <clears throat> the puppeteering, the the Skeksis, and maybe this is a digital effect, I don't know, but like the Skeksis, the tongues will kind of flap with their talking and it has a real... It, it it makes it look more <clears throat> more natural, which is kind of strange. Interesting. But, I don't uh, remember doing that in the original. So we were talking before we started recording that there was just a, a little blurb about that uh, the this dark crystal started off as a labyrinth two proposal. <laughs> yeah, which is crazy. And you know, I'm for that. I'm for that. It would be cool to go back and do labyrinth two if they can get Jennifer Connelly to do it. Like now she's got kids. Maybe I, she's the mom who has teenagers. She strikes me as someone who'd be up for it. <laughs> I think you should get Jermaine Clement to be the David Bowie character. Oh man, that's such a good uh, yeah. I mean, after watching you know Hello. what we do in the shadows, if you could get Jermaine Clement or Taika Waititi to do it, but yeah, Jermaine, that would be pretty. Jermaine rad. Clement would be a more natural fit for it, but he would yeah he would do a very good job. I'm David Bowie. Have you ever I'm, you've seen that episode right where he plays like four different versions of David Bowie? What is that on the flight of the Concords? No, I haven't seen that. that oh really? really? Good. Maybe I got to do it. Maybe I got to sit down and just I'm David push through Bowie. The, the flight of the Concords, but uh, <laughs> it's not the it's just flight of the Concords. I think isn't it? It doesn't matter. Since it matters. <laughs> Full time. It's a fun show. doesn't matter but, uh, if there's a the or not. My my concern would be that they would pick a sort of well-known sort of pop icon artist to do it that, like... I mean, who's I don't who's know that, that out there and, like, original well, that could do it Well, I think that's what I'm saying. Is I, my, my concern would be that they would pick someone that's like, well, they sing and they're popular right now. Not necessarily that they're... Maybe a little uh, strange, like David me. Was. I mean, maybe if you got somebody like, uh, oh, what's the what's the guy that's uh, Doctor Dre? Yeah, Doctor Dre. That's Doctor Dre. That would be an interesting uh, spin on. Look, look, hey, I have an undying love of Ice Cube. Na- name some bands that I can't think of. Name some bands that you can't think of. Some bands, yeah. Uh, Nitty Dirt Band? That's not it. No. <laughs> that would be interesting, too, though. No, like modern bands. Like, uh... Hey, sh- 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 I, don't, I don't know. Not Florence Against the Machine. Or Florence, Florence and the against Machine. Florence Against the Machine. Florence Against the Machine. How come get, nobody's done that? Get Zach De La Rocha back to do some of those That's hits. a natural mashup. Florence, Florence against, against the, the Machine. machine. I, I would go see that concert. Florence and the Machine before. What kind of music is it? It's kind of like, uh... I don't know. Think of, like, the Pretenders if they were modern. Okay, I guess maybe I like it. It's good stuff. Give it a try. I'm trying to think of Panic at the Disco. Who's Panic the singer of Panic at the Disco? Uh, you're, you're not going to get help from me on that one. I'm afraid. I, I can picture. His it's face. almost like I don't he's, have a mechanical he's kind device of, that could uh, look that up. He's kind of a interesting, like theatrical type uh, singer. Now? Yes. So maybe maybe somebody of his ilk could do it because he's he's. He's not it's just not saying which the lead singer. Is. Oh wait, 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 wait! It's not Brendan Flowers. It's a uh, Brendan Yuri. Be- Brendan Yuri, yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, uh, I mean, it's hard because, and this might be a, a symptom of my age. Of David Bowie was such an icon, so him doing that is like this guy doing this. Mm-hmm. It's hard to think of a lot of. Uh, a lot of people that would necessarily fit that like i think jermaine is the answer jermaine is definitely the answer i'm david bowie should definitely oh uh freaking if i ran hey, things that's tilda, what i would tilda do tilda swinton all right tilda not swinton. necessarily a not necessarily a singer but like would fit that what about what about a lady gaga mm, i don't She's know weird right is she still weird Tilda Swinton at least has an air about her where 
you think maybe she could be. Maybe it's because she was the White Witch in the, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. But I think Tilda Swinton could pull it off. Where Lady Gaga just well, I haven't checked. Lady in Gaga's on... super tiny. I think I don't know. It wouldn't be the same. Tilda Swinton seems like she's tall. Was David Bowie tall? I guess I, I don't, don't know. know. I mean, compared to Hoggle, he was tall. What about Elton John? Elton John's He's too old. He's not really old. doing anything right now. Elton John, how how come they didn't get William Shatner to play Elton John? That's what I don't know. Uh, like modern day, they're the same person now. Are they? Yeah, they're both these like little round old men. I still have who wear jackets that are too long for them. I still haven't even seen that episode of Holy. Oh really? Are you caught up on it? Uh yeah. How's I'm, it going? I'm, I've seen all of them. Oh, you know what? I mean, it's going they, pretty good. Have they had? <laughs> it's still a golf show. Yeah, it's still a golf show. How's they're, it going? Pretty good. All all the things you love are still there. Have they had any? Have they had any more guest stars? Uh, they had Gabby there. Douglas, who was an Olympic gy- gymnast on there. So. Yeah, she was on there, <laughs> but that's all I can think of. Okay. Yeah. Well, I yeah, it's both I, holy and moly. I keep meaning to watch more episodes. I've I've given over to any sort of shame I might feel about that show, and I'm just I just look forward to watching it, even though I just have not quite gotten to it. You just love it like a hole in one. Yeah. What else is going on? I. Uh, I was trying to think. Did I did I run down everything as far as Dark Crystal went? I just I just really enjoy it, and I'm gonna keep going with it. Except for the, the hour long episodes can make it difficult to do in an evening. Is I'm I'm watching it with, yeah. with my boy, so you need those natural cutoffs. So like, all right, it's time, we're done. So when when it's you know mid to late evening, and you're like, well, we have to start a new one. It's I'm sorry, I'm trying to think of the right way to say it. it there's enough time left that we can watch something. But starting a fresh episode with something that's an hour is like, right. well, you know, you, you got school tomorrow. I'm old and got work tomorrow. I don't mind just starting an episode and finishing it later. That's Are you hard. Really? That's hard. I do it all the time. It's like a little like OCD-ish thing of once you start it, you should probably get the episode finished. I, I get real <laughs> bad with that. Like uh, When I decide it's time for bed, it's time for bed. I'm going to sleep. I get real bad with that when I'm watching like an HBO show and no one else is watching it with me to make me feel like I can have any sort of self-control. I think I used to have a problem with it until I got to the age that I start falling asleep during things. So now, as soon as I start nodding off, I'm like, okay, time to go to bed. I don't have that very often. That's If I'm watching <laughs> something like that will hold... Like, my body is very tired, but... You know, my brain I fall asleep all the time. Out. That's the, my best naps, really. If I lay down to take a nap, I'll wake up with a headache. Do you probably fall nine out of oh, ten really? times? Yeah, I've I've had that. But, but if I fall asleep on the couch, just even if it's just for two minutes, I wake up and I'm like, oh wow, that was nice. That was a power nap. Do you fall asleep when you're at the theater? I haven't yet. Really? No. Well, I take it back. I I did once during uh, Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium. <laughs> <laughs> we saw it at the dollar movies. <laughs> and More like Wonder Emporium. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. It's like, come on, Natalie Portman, do something magical. Dustin Hoffman's carrying all the magic in the- Stuck it to you, Dustin Hoffman. I was pretty tired. I think I think maybe we had taken our kids to the zoo that day. And I I do remember falling asleep and waking up and go, Well, what happened? <laughs> movies like that Movies like that and like, say, uh, Dana Carvey's uh, Master of Disguise, those are movies that I look at and I'm like, how did that movie get pitched? How did that movie... Like, <laughs> Master of Disguise is a guilty pleasure of mine, actually. I've heard that from a, a lot of people, but when you look at the, the trailer for it, uh, or, or like uh, uh, UHF, Weird Al's UHF, mm-hmm. how did they get that made? Well, I mean, one of the things is they didn't give them a lot of money to make it. So, like UHF, I can't imagine the budget was very big, even in the 80s. I have no idea. But uh, the 80s, they were making weird stuff like that. Like, uh, remember, uh, what, what was the John Cusack? Dead? Better Off dead. dead. There was weird stuff in there where there was like a dancing cheeseburger yes. or something. There, I mean, they would just do Claymation weird stuff. Claymation was big at the time. Yeah. But they would do weird stuff in movies that didn't make any sense just because it was fun. I haven't watched Better Off Dead for a long time. And I haven't I, either. My, my look back at it is like there's not a lot of story to it. It's what just, you, it Curtis Armstrong like of, snorting snow because he thought it would get him high? That's funny. It, well, yeah. <laughs> no, the, it, that movie in my mind right. 
I haven't seen for geez, I have no I have no <laughs> idea how long, but it's like a bunch of skits almost. I mean, yeah. Similarly, that's basically what UHF is. I mean, that's kind of a cool way to make a movie, really, if it's your first movie. Sure. Is you just take these little highlights and plug them together and I mean, that's basically what a stand-up hour is. I mean... <laughs> At least mine. One of the more famous things from Better Off Dead, the uh, homicidal paperboy of... Like, Two dollars. There's no, real, there's Two no dollars. real story to it. It's just this weird thing in right. the movie. It just reoccurs over and over again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a fun little thing. Like They don't, they don't make movies like that anymore, man. Uh, everything has to be... Everything has to be a masterpiece or else it's garbage. I think that's that's what the internet has done like you can't just make something that's just fun like everything has to be amazing or else it's trash i don't think that's i don't think that's necessarily the truth i think that studios are not willing to because i mean even masterpieces those get made but it's like you just have a a big ball of chewing gum in the middle that's like we made this movie for everybody please come see it we're not taking any risks on this we just made this movie so that everybody can come see it. We're we're afraid to make a part of this movie that maybe, you know, even a small subset of thirteen year olds like, well, thirteen year old goths that like the Beach Boys. <laughs> we need to get something in there because there's thirty of those people that could spend money on this. That's who watched Teen Wolf. Yes. There's a Beach Boys song in it. There's yes. a werewolf in it. I think there's werewolves a gothic girl in, in it. Werewolves are inherently gothic. The wolves. <laughs> I, th- I think you just can't please people anymore because if you go outside of the box and try something different with a property, no, they're are- like, they didn't stay true to the property, blah, blah. And then if you do something that's too close to the same thing, they're like, oh, they've just given up. They're just <clears throat> giving us the same thing over people, and over again. People are very easily pleased now. I mean, people I mean, complain I am. on the internet, but <laughs> stuff that, in, in, in my humble estimation, a lot of stuff that's just okay makes insane money. Oh, yeah, for sure. I wouldn't say that, like... For me personally, the the live action Aladdin, it's okay. It made ridiculous money, but it's, I I thought it's it's just fine. I've had this conversation it's a, with it's my it's like a B movie to me with my son who's twenty three. Yes. Okay, about the Lion King. I haven't seen the Lion King remake yet. I I mean I was gonna go see it. Things didn't work out. I just have I'll see it eventually. But he keeps saying it's garbage. Critics hate it. It's garbage. He hasn't seen it. First of all, I'm like all right. Stop, because you haven't seen it, so don't say it's garbage, because you haven't seen it, so you can't judge it. And also, it's made a buttload of money, so somebody was happy about seeing no, that's, it. That's what I'm saying, <laughs> Trav, is people are pretty, as long as like as long as long Mayonnaise the movie is out there, people are like, I, I mean, I guess we'll go sit there. I mean, is that, is that you, on Blu-ray yet? We're going to, like, hey man, it's Saturday, what's at the theater? Mayonnaise, like, I I guess I'm fine with man. I'm more of a Miracle Whip guy. We'll When's that, that one coming out? Like, you know, like. Uh, Did hey. you see they're making a Playmobil movie? Are Speaking you, of like, Travis, are you parallel with things me right now? No, it's oh it's God. a real thing. That's what Jim I'm Gaffigan's saying. in it. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I'm saying, dude. The, Jim the Gaffigan emoji, and uh, Daniel Radcliffe are in out it. there, man. <laughs> the Emoji Movie got out there. Like, uh, Pixels got out there, man. <laughs> Josh Gad, is it Josh Gad wants to hump Cubert uh, in that movie? Is it Josh Gad? I have no idea. Uh, in which one? Uh, Pixels. I never saw it. Someone who's gross wants to have sex with Cubert in Pixels. Is that the one? Is that the Adam the Sandler, Sandler one? one yeah. yeah, I never saw that one. Um, Gabe wanted to watch uh, Pixels, and we got about <laughs> 20 minutes in, and he kind of looked at me and said, Dad, we don't have to watch this if you don't want. I said, nope, son, I don't. Turn it off. <laughs> now I want to see it, but it, it's the Pixels challenge. That's what. I'm <laughs> see how much My name's Travis Tate, and I challenge Jake Dahl to do the Pixels challenge. Oh well, guess I'm gonna have to <laughs> donate to a local charity or something. And then you dump some like I don't know Duplo blocks on your head. I don't know to look like Pixels. No, it's a, all I'm saying is is that the the eighties or the not even the nineties was a time that you. In, in big budget. We're like, look, any area you go through, there's going to be chances being taken. Any area you go through, amazing movies are going to be taken. Or ma- amazing movies are going to be taken. Taken, taken is a movie. Taken is a, an amazing movie. I haven't Tekken seen Taken. Taken is a video actually. game. Tekken. I remember Tekken. Tekken was too hard. Like, I would... If there was... 
the choice of Tekken or Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat, I was going to play Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat because it was easier for me. They're all pretty hard, man. I know, but I don't know. They just seemed easier to me. I'm a button masher, especially yeah. on the old where there was like a joystick and two buttons. The concept <laughs> of combos and execution and like to be good at those games, it's again, yeah, I'll hit punch, 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 and I'll... Knowing nothing about combos or what moves are going to work, I'll start like just. I like pizza combos. Kind of hitting. Hey, look, man. <laughs> have you ever just had a bag of combos? Yes, I have recently. They're okay. <laughs> <laughs> recently, I was I was driving home for ooze when I was doing that gig in Idaho Falls. I was driving home and I had to get gas and I had to use the bathroom and I was like, you know, I read somewhere that if you snack while you're driving, it helps you stay alert. And I'm looking at the snacks, and I was like, combos. combos. <laughs> and I had these forever. And they were good. I would try to suck is the there, little cream stuff out of the middle. Is there anything so good as a, I haven't had that forever? And the first bite was like, hell yes, they yeah. still are. It's it's exactly the same flavor, yeah. <laughs> or, or, you know, any defeat worse than like, oh, yeah, I haven't had those. And take a taste and like, oh, my taste buds were wrong. Like, I haven't had a Starburst for, I don't know, five years. Starbursts are okay. I think having a star, I'd be like, oh yeah, this is the stuff. I think they're okay. I've had, I've had starburst. Like I can conjure up the taste of a starburst in my head. What uh, what flavor though? Uh, I like the pink ones and the red ones. They're the best. Okay, Trav, candy guy, are you a sorter? Or are you just whatever's whatever's up next? Do you with Skittles, um, you just pull, grab a handful and go all of them, or you yeah. separate them out and yeah, Skittles, I'll just go like have a handful like a of stack them. ranking priority Skittles. Or? Usually, if I have Skittles, it's those little individual packs. You know how you buy like a big combo bag and it's got M and M's and Skittles and Reese's what, like pieces Halloween or whatever. Candy? Yeah, basically, but they sell it all year long at like Costco and Sam's Club, no. those kind of places. That's usually that's when never I have the Skittles. amount that you want, and then and then it turns out at the end you've just got a bunch of Almond Joy or something. I love Almond Joy. I do also love. I think I think that is officially. I got to be old as like yeah. I like an almond joy. I liked almond joy here. when I was a kid, and I remember I could never get them because my like my parents or my grandparents. I remember they'd be like, "No, almond joys are for adults," and I'm like, "What?" I thought it's maybe a, there was booze in them the or something. It's the coconut threshold. Know. It's like uh, black licorice is your 40s, coconut is maybe your 30s. We know Bernie Sanders likes black licorice. Does he? Yeah. Oh wait, yeah, 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 cool. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh god, I do want some black licorice now. You know what I had the other day that was uh, pretty outstanding was oh, peanut. Sounds brittle. like a peanut brittle. <laughs> yeah, I was offered. I was at, I was at uh, Wise Guys Comedy Club here in Utah, and <laughs> Keith Stubbs, the owner, had bought some peanut brittle. And he said, "Hey, do you want some peanut brittle? I bought hey, too much." Shout he out bought to it, generous Keith Stubbs. He bought it at a farmer's market. I guess the people were nice. They gave him a little extra. And he's like trying to get rid of this peanut brittle, and I was like, "Hell yeah, I'll have some peanut brittle." Good hey, stuff, man. Did you were you able to catch Emo Phillips when he was in town? No, I wasn't able to catch him. I I was I was a bit busy this last was, weekend, so I really kind of had wanted to. I saw a picture of, of him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was it that still same got one the haircut with the looking at you? Yeah, I think. Well, no, it was a different one. It was him on stage. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wasn't able to go see any stand-up or participate in any stand-up this weekend, so. Mm, such is life. Yeah, not every week. You're about to be, though. Yeah, I'm about to go to uh, Southern California. Yeah, you excited for that? Really excited. I'm still waiting to hear about uh, a couple shows, but I got a few things lined up. That Flapper show is still, still a go. Anything fresh since last time we spoke? Mm, no. No? I'm waiting to hear, like I said, about a couple things, and hopefully that'll that'll pan out. Cool beans. And then I'll pick up a few while I'm down there, I'm sure. It'll have already happened once this releases, but uh, you got Fan X coming. Yep, Fan X. I'm sure it was fun. Look out for your uh, <laughs> fun. cosplayers. If I guess if you saw me there, you can't stop because it's in the past and say hi, but... You can uh, dress if up. If you ever as... see me at anything, just say hi. What you should do, intra, uh, dress up as intricate night court uh, credits. You can dress up as Dan Fielding and do the thing where you, you move <laughs> do, a little do, bit and then it's the freeze frame. Do, 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 do. No, I want to be bull and just walk around with my hand on my forehead. <laughs> just every table you go up to. <laughs> just walk up to people and go, oh. <laughs> do sitcoms still do that where people have a thing that they, like, it's their thing? Like, uh, they have to. cheese or... Do you have any cheese? No, uh, I wasn't that all that Big Bang Theory was was characters doing the same thing in every episode. I guess you're right. I stopped watching on it on the periphery. That I know I, people love it. I stopped watching it like 
maybe two or three seasons in because I was like, all right, it's the same jokes in every episode. Big Bang Theory is one of those. Penny's I'm, too hot for Leonard. Sheldon wants to sit in his seat. He doesn't want things around him to change. Uh, Howard is horny. Raj is quiet. It, I mean, it was the same jokes in every episode. Leon's getting larger. Leon? Which one was Leon? <laughs> so have you ever seen Airplane? Yes. There's a, uh, a famous quote that I can't remember what. People are describing things, and uh, one guy just jumps into it. There's a kind of a chubby guy working, and this guy jumps into frame and grabs him by the stomach <laughs> and starts shaking. He goes, and Leon's getting larger. Oh, that's the flamboyant guy yeah. that does that, right? Yeah, that's the one character in that movie that I'm like, ooh, maybe this is. <laughs> I guess it was perfectly well. fine then. But that character, first of all, he's really annoying. That's, like that, that's, yeah. that's the one character I would take out mostly because he was really annoying. But it was also very. Again. I haven't seen Airplane. I would say at a guess maybe since the '90s. If I had watched it in the '90s at all, I think I saw it a few years ago. That character's trying too hard to make an impact in the movie, and nobody talks about that character when they talk about Airplane. Airplane was like, we need a Bobcat Goldthwait. <laughs> Can this guy be that a Bobcat Goldthwait of like you know character? Well, I was gonna say character living in a heightened reality, but that's that whole movie. I mean, if you had to break down your favorite parts of Airplane, what are your favorite? I like the oh, I like the flashback disco dance. Uh, the drinking he's doing problem, the- I think, is really funny. Like some of the gags are just. Uh, I mean, okay, you're a comedian, right, Travis? Yes. How indeed. do you feel about? How do you feel about a joke that it, you don't necessarily find funny every time, but you look at it and go like, "Wow, that's such a great, that's such a great gag." Like it depends the drinking on problem. Uh, the drink, like where he he's like, I he have throws a the throws he, the drink the, on the side of his head you know, instead of in his mouth, inside yeah. of his face. I mean, it's funny. He does it a few times. Sometimes there's some comics that are really into repetition, and that's why they'll they'll repeat things over and over again. And it, it's supposed you to know. the idea of repetition is that you do it enough and trust me it doesn't work in sitcoms that's why we're talking about uh big bang theory but (laughs) the theory is it's funny at first and then you're like okay i get it and you get annoyed by it and then they keep doing it yeah yeah and then it comes back around it gets funny again like in more and more funny each time after that so um i like leslie nielsen in airplane just in general uh june cleaver She's funny in it. I like uh, I like Kareem Abdul. Is it Kareem Abdul Jabbar? It is the, Kareem one of the Abdul Jabbar. The, the moment where he he someone's talking about basketball and says something about Kareem and he like breaks the <laughs> starts shit like oh you didn't know about this thing about basketball. <laughs> he keeps like, denying yeah, okay. that he's Kareem. Uh, you know the inflatable pilot. Yeah, that gag is <laughs> that gag is pretty good. So, Overall, it's a funny movie, man. Maybe that's what my next uh, discs that I'm going to get coming to me is. I think maybe it's I'll... on Hulu. Are both of them on there? I think so. Because Airplane Two is supposed to be recognized as being pretty awful, but I don't know if I've seen Airplane. I mean, I watch it. Well, it's it's in space, and oh. William Shatner's in it. Oh, I'm definitely going to watch it then. <laughs> so, I, I wow. don't remember it. That's the thing is, I don't remember a ton about it. I remember it being in space, and then I remember. Like a very specific part at the end with William Shatner. I think it's... Uh, also, I guess maybe I should say, I saw it when I was a kid, and in my mind, I think it's William Shatner. If only I had an electronic device, as we're, as we're closing up shop here. Also, by the way, welcome to Late to the Party with Travis. Dick. Oh, yeah. We never actually did that, did we? <laughs> Late title card. He's Jake Dahl. I'm Travis Tate. How's it going? So what are you looking at, Travis? Up? Hey, I saw something... It was something we didn't get to with the the D23 news in the last episode. Uh, the Rock and Emily Blunt in the Jungle Cruise. It's supposed to be kind of a cross between like Indiana Jones, romancing the stone, and like um, the what was the what was the Humphrey Bogart movie? <laughs> oh, Casablanca. No, the one where they're on a riverboat. Oh, um, oh my gosh, African it's a, Queen. Africa Queen. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be kind of a combination of all those things. I haven't seen a trailer for it, but I guess they showed one at D23. It's supposed to be really cool. I'm just, just, just real quick. I'm going to run down some notable names on the airplane to the sequel cast. We got Lloyd Bridges. All right. Raymond Burr. Oh, uh, Rip Torn. Rip Torn. Peter Graves. <laughs> Julie Haggerty. Robert Hayes. Uh, Kent McCord. 
Uh, yep, William Shatner. Okay, William Shatner is actually in it. Yeah, just a, a lot of like, boy. I do sometimes. I do sometimes wonder. Uh, I do sometimes wonder. I wonder you know, while I wander. Yeah. Wonder. <laughs> uh, when we, you know, twenty years from now, I wonder if people look at the time saw airplane and think like, oh, in twenty or thirty years, this movie's going to be number one. It's going to be like this sort of iconic movie if if airplanes even that when did it come out it had to have come out when we were ki- like babies oh, yeah. right like it, it late 70s even, uh, maybe it, mid 70s 75 somewhere in there it might have been even before we were born so we're talking uh, no, like 80 four, 80? 80 and the all right sequel so it's is, almost 40 years old the sequel's 82 so when did hot shots come out oh, like good. 1990 that one's on here so i can yeah that's <laughs> definitely i'm gonna wait i'm gonna guess 91 Okay. 91, I got it. All right, all right. (laughs) And nobody talks about hot shots the way that people talk about airplanes, so... I'd have to watch it again. Like, they don't talk about hot shots. Uh, Even I would say the Naked Gun doesn't get that much... I think the Naked Gun holds up, like, as far as, like, the lore of it. This is how it holds up. I'm just saying... I think people still look back fondly on the Naked Gun. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they look back fondly on hot shots. Who knows? Maybe hot shots just wasn't as good. It couldn't have Travis, been. Travis? It I'm, couldn't have been. Hey, Travis, I'm going to watch the airplane movies. You can have the Hot Shots movies. All right. I, I do need to watch Hot Shots. It was Hot Shots. Hot Shots Part 2 was the second yes. one, right? Was there a third one? Uh, unconfirmed. I'm going to see if I can figure that out. The Naked Gun and then Naked Gun 2 and a half, and then Naked Gun 33 and a third, right? The Smell of Fear. The Smell of Fear. <laughs> What does fear smell like? I know I dogs so. can then smell you, it. Then you get into Robin Hood Men in Tights. That was a good movie. Dave Chappelle's into, in that movie. Uh, People forget Dave Chappelle's in there. What was the one with Emilio Estevez and Samuel Jackson that was like supposed to be, uh, uh, what's it called? Lethal Weapon. Loaded Weapon. Loaded Weapon. I think that one maybe even got a sequel. You think? Oh, I could I be know. wrong, but yeah, they had a bunch of those. I mean, then you can get into all the really bad stuff that Leslie Nielsen did, like, and then you got into like the scary movies. What was the the Wayans Brothers version of the? Was it called, just called Scary yeah, Movie? Just called Scary Movie. Well, yeah. th- those were screen parodies, right? And then so let's see. Les- Leslie Nielsen had Dracula Dead and Loving It, which is okay. I mean, for Mel Brooks, it's not um, like groundbreaking. It's not Blazing Saddles or Spaceballs, but it's okay. Certainly not. No, I mean, Spaceballs, another one of the parody movies from the 80s. Spaceballs was fun, but honestly, it's kind of not that great. Kind of clunky. Yeah. I mean, there's some funny stuff in it. It's got some really funny stuff. Anything with John Candy is going to be fun. There is definitely some good stuff in there, but overall. The whole gag, (laughs) the whole getting to keep firing assholes is one of the funniest (laughs) things. Will always make me laugh watching that. Like, he's my... (laughs) Who's... who's, I'm like, who hired this man? I did, sir. He's my brother. (laughs) How many people on this ship are assholes? Yo... Surrounded by assholes, like such a good gag. Like, right, Travis. Travis, how about we just sit here? Next episode, we're just gonna sit and talk about good gags. That's good gags. Oh boy. Well, I. (laughs) That's kind of an adult conversation. I don't know. Uh, Oh, you're talking about like jokes and movies. I get it. Good goose. I get it. Okay. All right. I misunderstood where you were going with that, Travis. (laughs) Speaking of. Speaking of throats, throats, maybe we should uh, get a, a little thing going with your throat. We like to call Magic Mike. Yeah, let's let's do it. We kind of held it off till the end of the episode this time, but well, uh, you know, I we saw that he was in Airplane Two, the sequel. He had a a really prolific career, and we lost him recently. I wonder if we could uh, reach reach beyond and speak with Rip Torn. Okay, I think we can do that. I think we can manage Rip Torn. All right, are you ready? Very ready. Ready as you're going to be? Ready as I'm going to be. All right. I should probably try to start thinking of something else to say every time you ask me if I'm ready. I think I, I can still interact, even though we're doing it at the end of the show. Oh. So, yeah. Oh. I think that's a that's a feature we still have. Wow. Yeah, we haven't gotten rid of that. I'm glad that you, I'm glad you paid for the upgrade. The $1.99 upgrade. It was worth every penny. Yeah. $2, might, that extra penny might have taken it over, but we're still at $1.99, so it's good. All right, here we go. Strawberry shortcake. Hello. Hello, Rip. 
How's uh, the afterlife been for you? Call me Mr. Torn. Okay, excuse me, Mr. Torn. How has the afterlife been treated? So far, so good. It's an open bar. Oh, no kidding. Wow. <laughs> like, I would have thought maybe it's a dry bar of sorts, but they just really let you go, huh? No dry bar here. No, sir. So, How's it? How, I mean, what's, what's new? Yeah. Mr. Torn. You can call me Rip. Oh. Well, you just... Oh. Jake has to call you Mr. Torn, and I have to call you Rip. I just keep going back and forth just to confuse people. I like messing with people, oh, you see. Oh, Rip, you, you're such a rascal. <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little game I play at bars. That's how I start bar fights. Or, uh, do, you, do you start bar fights in heaven? That's the best bar fights, I'll tell you that. Who you who you scrapping with up in heaven? I beat the hell out of Babe Ruth two nights ago. <laughs> Good. He had it coming. He definitely had it coming. The great Bambino, my ass. Yeah. Really stick it to him. Who else have you met up there? Well, uh, mostly just Babe Ruth and I. I'm, now that I think about it, I might be in hell. It's just me and Babe Ruth. <laughs> Sheep go to heaven, Ruths go to hell. Ruths go to hell. Go to hell. So, uh, have you, you know, uh, you didn't really get to complete a lot. Well, I mean, you had a prolific career, but I know you were working on a lot of stuff but as you were taken from us. Indeed. Did you feel bad that you didn't get to finish anything? Ah, I got to cash the checks. That's that's the important thing. You weren't... Money you weren't, spins the same. You weren't, say, chomping at the bit for a Freddy got fingered too? Uh, that Tom Green, he's a he's an interesting young man. I'll tell you that. Got the way of putting it. I heard there's a uh, there was a new uh, Men in Black movie. Yes. How'd that do? Well, if anybody uh, seen it? Yeah, not, I, not I, I I haven't seen it. I I do want to see it. I mean, Chris Hemsworth, Tessa Thompson are really good. Emma Thompson's in it. No relation, as far as I know. But I haven't seen it yet. It it looked fun. Yeah, they all look fun. <laughs> Not as much when you're actually in it. Do you feel as though the uh, distinct lack of Rip, excuse me, of the distinct lack of Mr. Torn is what? You can call me Rip. Oh, wow. That's awful sweet of you. Do you think that the, that the distinct lack of you, Rip, Mr. Torn, if you're nasty, uh, is what made it? So it just, it just didn't really get over. I think a little bit of me makes everything better. I'm Liam like Neeson brown sugar. Liam Neeson kind of played the your role for that movie. A little bit. Yeah. You put you have a little bit of rip, like I say. It's like brown sugar. You put brown sugar in your spaghetti sauce. It's going like to be amazing. Maybe do like kind of a sort of a, a trade where, you know, he did the international version of uh, of uh, Men in Black, where maybe you could take his role as like a more domestic version of Taken. Rip Torn's Taken. I never thought about that. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. Are you going to write it? I, I mean, I feel like I'm not going to be able to get you for that job now. But I'm dead, so they'd have to call it Took. <laughs> uh, do you have a specific set of skills besides drinking? I have, yeah, well, that was my number one specific set of skills. Also, kicking ass and taking names. Those are my other skills. They're very specific. Okay. What do you say about that? Uh, I Call me Rip. Whoa, hey, Rip. Rip. I'm still on Rip, not Mr. Torn yet, right? Right. Don't confuse me with Rip Taylor. I don't throw confetti. Oh, man. I, Rip, Mr. Torn? Yes. Did you have, like, a rivalry with Rip, Rip Taylor? Yeah, because you have to tear t- paper to throw confetti. So people would always confuse Rip Taylor with Rip Torn, that feels and I occasionally have been known to tear a pair of pants. That feels so, uh, unf- very confusing for the general public. That feels unfortunate because uh, it, Rip Taylor seems like a, a fun guy to know. And you know what? Now that I mentioned to chase it, him around trying to beat him up. Now that I think about it, this isn't Babe Ruth I've been beating up. It's Rip Taylor. <laughs> Just a very aggressive Rip Taylor. It's my mortal enemy. This is hell. What did Rip Taylor? Where did Rip Taylor come from? I think he just, like, jumps out of closets. Oh, that was a bad choice. I think he just jumps out of doorways and throws confetti on people. I, it's the only the element of I, surprise. That's where he comes from. The only of reference I had for Rip Taylor is just he was a, a gag piece. Like, he was just above um, Richard Simmons. I at least knew where Richard Simmons came from. Right. But where Richard Simmons kind of more just became a guy that you, like, hey, the talk show is kind of slowing down. 
just bring out Richard Simmons to be Richard Simmons for a little while. It's the same thing of like, hey, we need a good goof here. Rip Taylor, for some reason, is going to come out and start popping graffiti at people. It's almost as if graffiti. he was... Confetti. He was just invented by the show Laugh-In. Like, we don't know yeah. how to end this sketch. Yeah. Send Rip Taylor out with some confetti. Yeah, it was like a videotape. Well, that's how of, he made his whole career. Videotape of Laugh-In, and they just put it in like a... They put it in a pot and watered it daily, and Rip Taylor just grew. He just grew out and tore things up and threw them into the air. Very much so. Ugh. So, uh, you spending some time with Gary Shandling now that, you know, you, you two are together. Ah, he's a big star. I like Gary Shandling. That's right. Gary Shandling's amazing. Really likable guy. The Larry Sanders show is one of the highlights of my career, if I'm going to be honest with you. I, I wouldn't disagree with you I at didn't all. E- I, I didn't even mind highlight. being sober occasionally to film that. Was that difficult? Very hard on you? It was. Well, no. I'm, every once in a while, yeah. But mostly, I knew I could get drunk that night, so it was okay. <laughs> it, you need to be on a constant state of drunkenness. It's sort of like your spinach. Indeed. Do you have any, uh, like, uh, you know, anything you want to talk about that like you wish you would have put out, out to people or anything like that? Well, uh, just live every day like, like it could be your last. No, yeah. no, Rip, Rip, don't do it. Enjoy yourself in life. Don't don't worry about responsibilities or or commitments. Eh, those those don't matter once you're dead. Well, that's that's pretty good advice, actually. I was worried there, Rip. I was really worried. <laughs> what you were saying came dangerously close to I think a Bloodhound Gang lyric. The Bloodhound Gang. Yeah, don't worry about it. I. I might even be wrong. I'm you, familiar, but you started saying something, and I think I like I, I think that might be a bloodhound gang. Like no, no, not rip, not rip. Nah, that, they were too childish for me. Very good. You're a mature yeah. gentleman. They're like uh, Bartles and James, and I'm more like uh, you know Jack Daniels. Well, I think we've heard everything there is to hear. From, All right, from Rip Torn. Send you. I, I'm gonna cast you back to the kicking Babe Ruth's ass zone. Get over here, Ruth. All right. Well, I think we're done. I think we're done with this episode. <laughs> All right. Are you okay? I'm okay. Yeah. My my throat's a little... I get a little ground up on some ripped. of these. <laughs> it is ripped, ironically. Yeah. All right. Well, here that we're wrapping up, we're going to got to do our usual <laughs> spiel of... Uh, you know, uh, if you like what you're hearing here, please subscribe to our podcast. We would love it if you would give us a five-star review and a one-sentence review to uh, get us more visible for Positive other Positive is better. Positive is, of <laughs> course, the best. <laughs> Tell your friends about us, please. Yep. If you would, please, we would love to get as much word out there as possible. If you would like to throw some words at us, uh, later to the tater at gmail.com. That's L-A-T-E-R-T-O-T-H-E-T-A-T-A-E. E-R. I'm glad you do that because it would take me an hour to I got, I got to it. I got there. <laughs> At gmail.com is our address. We love to hear from people. You could be one of those people. Think about it. Uh, Blue Wave Theory does our music. They sure do. Very nice of them. We appreciate the usage of that. <laughs> Is there anything you'd like to plug, Trav, while you're here? Uh, just uh, no matter where you're at, if you have a comedy club near you, tell them you want me to come there. That's, that's how comedy works. Follow me on all social media at Travis Tate Funny and let us know that you're listening. I know there's people out there all over the world downloading. I can see the countries. So let us know who you are. We want to be pals, not friends. That's a little intimate, but pals is good. Uh, uh, all right, we'll go friends. <laughs> we'll go friends. It was, it was a Bloodhound Gang lyric I was thinking of. What Gosh, was the lyric? Oh, it was from a uh, it was from a crappy song called "Lift Your Head Up High" in parentheses and "Blow Your Brains Out." It was just you a, are way deeper into the Bloodhound Gang I, than I am, Travis. I did like the Bloodhound Gang <laughs> for a while. I have admitted to. I it. don't think I, I liked have, them. I think I liked no, their song. You were right to you were right to not like them. <laughs> I think I liked Discovery Channel, and that was it. It's. <laughs> They're, they're not good people. So for <laughs> not good people who like the Bloodhound Gang everywhere, this has been Late to the Party with Travis Tate. I'm Jake. And I'm Travis Tate. And better Tate than never.